0: You're listening to the Faith Roots audio podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to our teaching on the Storehouse Blessing. This is episode seven. We're going to begin reading with Matthew 6 and verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, <clears throat> where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. This can only be talking about the inner dimensional storehouse. It's the third and highest kind of storehouse mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. The first kind is the immediate-use storehouse. It's something that you would have in your refrigerator, something you're going to eat day after tomorrow. It is what you have now that you will use almost immediately. That's immediate use. Jesus had one of those. He had about 200 uh, days of wages built up in that storehouse, according to what we read in the Gospels. And so, the immediate-use storehouse is the first kind. Thieves can break in and steal from that. In fact, Jesus himself was stolen from because Judas managed that storehouse. There is the intermediate use storehouse, one that you're not going to use immediately, not this week, next week, it's a little longer term. Even though Christ did not have that kind of storehouse, it doesn't mean that it is not to be blessed. In fact, it is spoken of as being blessed by those who give to God in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. So there's nothing wrong with that storehouse if you keep your priorities straight. But the third type of storehouse is the one that does help you keep your priorities straight it is laying up treasure in heaven, which is creating an interdimensional storehouse. Now let's look at 2 Kings chapter 4. We're going to see an interdimensional storehouse at work. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, "Your servant my husband is dead." And you know that your servant feared the Lord. Keep those thoughts in mind. He feared The Lord, that's going to come back to play in a minute. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? Another little idea here that's worth noting is that God always has you make an investment in your own deliverance. So he wanted to know, what do you have? And in fact, it was what she had that he used as a seed. She had a little jar of oil, and he told her that that would be multiplied. So he said, uh, after she said, thy maidservant has nothing but a jar of oil, he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels, and do not gather a few. And when you've come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and then pour it out into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. Now, he did that without hesitation. He didn't have to sit down and think about that. That was not a carefully devised plan. That was the Holy Spirit's unction for him to give her immediately that kind of instruction. So she went from him and she shut the door behind her and her sons and she poured it out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there's not another vessel. So the oil ceased and she came and told the man of God, he said, well, go sell the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons live on the rest. Now, the deceased husband, the one that left her a widow, obviously had some kind of treasure in heaven. The scripture says that he feared the Lord. Now, we don't know what kind of seed he had actually planted, but obviously, whatever it was, it merited a tremendous harvest. And Elisha did not hesitate to pronounce this blessing on her, so he was aware of her husband's generosity. He immediately stepped in. Blessing is not stopped when a righteous person passes on. Now, I want to read to you from Psalm 25 and verse 12, and I'm going to read Psalm 112, verses 1, 2, and 3. And I told you we were going to focus on that term, fearing the Lord. Listen to what it means to fear the Lord. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity, and his descendants shall inherit the earth. So the person who fears the Lord is a person who not only is blessed personally, but the blessing lasts longer than his own lifespan. Psalm 112, blessed is the man who... Fears the Lord, who delights greatly in His commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. Do you think these two sons would have been mighty on the earth had they been carried off into debtor slavery? His descendants will be mighty on the earth. Wealth and riches will be in His house. He has dispersed abroad, He has given to the poor. When we read that the person who fears the Lord is this type of person, he has dispersed abroad, he's given to the poor, that's why this widow was quick to go to the prophet, because she instinctively knew, my husband left me treasure in heaven. Again, I'm certain that there were all kinds of widows in those days, but we don't have record of any one of them receiving blessing like this. But it was because this widow had a husband who had planted a seed and laid up treasure in heaven. What we give to God lives on, lives on for a long time. I was driving across the southern part of Missouri years ago on a meeting. Maybe you've heard me tell this story, but it bears repeating. And I just had an, uh, an intense desire to pray. I was praying and praying quietly. I had a partner with me, and we were driving home from a place where we'd ministered together. And uh, I was praying in the Spirit, and as I had been praying for about an hour or so, I heard a woman's voice. And I heard this lady praying and crying out to God, not with my ears, but inside. I could hear her, Lord, I pray that all my children would be saved. I thought, what does that mean? And I looked up. And I saw that the next exit was Carthage. Well, that, that immediately told me what I needed to do. See, my grandfather was from Carthage. My grandfather had passed away. He was already in heaven. But he had a brother who lived in Carthage. And I was receiving from God this, this word from the Lord that I later found out was totally accurate. She was still praying for those sons. Lord, I pray that all my children will be saved. It took me the better part of an hour to run down my great uncle in Carthage, Missouri, but I did. And when he finally came back from where he was visiting, came to the home, he heard that I was there. I visited with him for a while, and then I told him what I had heard. God touched his heart. We prayed outside his house. Later on, I was with another one of those brothers. I told him this story. He already knew the Lord, in fact, had been a great inspiration to me as a young boy because of his fervent love for Jesus. But he told me, I have heard my mother pray those exact words many, many times. Lord, I pray that all of my children would be saved. And so here is this woman's prayer who passed away in 1948, and it was still working in 1980. 1980, that prayer was still very much alive. God was still using it because things that we lay up in heaven do not pass away. When we pass away, they continue on to be a blessing in our families. And the story of the widow's oil being multiplied is a great story of the interdimensional storehouse. You can have one, too, if you hadn't already started it.